I've been able to manage it since moving into my thirties. I've learned like with human design, with astrology, and just I think entrepreneurship in general. There's so many different tools that we can use to help manage our emotions, and I think this just comes back to really, really understanding and learning. You know, learning about yourself. Like I know for me, I'm really, really visual, and my environment, just my environment just dictates everything everything for me so I've really got to kind of catch myself and take myself outside or I've just got to get outside I've just I'm obsessed with nature my um I've got mountains in my uh chart so like doesn't necessarily even have to be a mountain but just being able to get high up and have that perspective it just instantly clears my mind Welcome to the No BS Human Design Podcast. I'm Adriana Keefe, human design coach and motivational speaker. I went through my quarter life crisis in my 20s and had to learn how to navigate through finding what I was meant to be doing with my life. I refused to believe in the culture that said we were all meant to have the same path and boring careers until we retire and die. And along my journey, I found human design a system that reveals your energetic blueprint, showing you where and how to access your body's consciousness and how to live as your true self. Human design changed my life, so I started sharing it with others and changing their lives, but we were all finding the same problem, a lack of resources that explain the system in easy and useful ways. So I created this show where we dive deep into the lessons of the human design system without the BS and the noise you find on the internet. Listen in for lessons in human design, finding your purpose, manifestation and spiritual practices, human design within business, and so much more. We connect with other experts in the human design and spiritual realm in a refreshingly honest way to help you find your way along your spiritual path and live this life with intention. It's time to let go of the societal expectations of being and let yourself find abundance through being uniquely you. Let's get started. Hello, beautiful. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the No BS Human Design Podcast. I have a really exciting new thing to share that literally just kind of downloaded into my brain. And then a few days later, the name of it downloaded into my brain and my sacral was on fire about it. And I just had to just dive into it. I couldn't, I couldn't wait anymore. So something that I have been noticed, noticed, (laughs) I've been approached with, and I've been noticing constantly for the past maybe three years-ish since I started coaching was the need for women asking me if I had any recommendations for spiritual communities or telling me how lonely they feel in their new journey of understanding their sense of spirituality. And as someone who did struggle deeply with figuring out what I believed and not feeling as though I was surrounded by people who were as ambitious as much, you know, on the personal development, spiritual development path as I was, I recognize the deep need for spaces to guide us, not only in forming our trust and relationship with the universe, God, source, but also in feeling held by other supportive women along the way. Now, you've heard me say this over and over again, the saying, it takes a village didn't come from nowhere. There literally were villages of women caring for their children together, and our society has completely lost that. We've been raised in like a mean girl society. I mean, there was even a movie called Mean Girls made when I was younger. So if you didn't feel like you fit in, it wounded you for the rest of your life. And I feel very strongly that I'm here to put an end to that. I want you to understand that you belong You belong anywhere that feels good to you. And it's my mission to create intentional spaces to make sure that you feel that sense of safety and belonging, especially on your path of personal and spiritual development. So I decided to create a space that is completely free, 
that is not just for my entrepreneurial friends, because if you're local here to me in Massachusetts, you probably already know that I host Female Founders of Worcester, which is a monthly networking dinner for ambitious entrepreneurs. But there's a big group of women who are not entrepreneurs who also need this space, this feminine energy, these deep, intentional relationships with other women. And I'm putting together my first official free sacred space centered around the new moon and the energies that that brings with it called co-create. Co-create is a space for you to find your people and lean into new spiritual practices to truly understand what it means to co-create with the universe, God, source, to build your trust muscle with something that's bigger than you, to understand what it is you believe in and what you can trust fall into. Because the one thing that I really feel differently about human design than other human design coaches, experts, educators, is that it's not as easy as just listening to your strategy and authority. You have to trust that you're going to be caught when you jump. That when you take that leap of faith, that the universe or God or source or whatever you choose to name her or it or they, that they're going to catch you. So this space is not, not, I don't love mainstream intentional manifestation practices and all of that. I'm so sick of the word manifesting actually. Like I talk about co-creation because this is not just a set your intention and then leave it. This is a how do we actively every single day co-create with the universe in a flowy way to bring what I want to me. So you're going to gain the tools and the knowledge to understand what it really means to lean into the universal laws and become magnetic, all while being held alongside massive feminine energy. I intend on holding these every month around the new moon to help guide you on your path of co-creation. So we're going to start in February. Why not? February 8th is going to be our first one. It's completely free. You can sign up in the link in the show notes below and feel free to invite your friends, your sisters, your neighbors, your relatives, like whoever you feel needs a space like this, please invite them because this is a community that I feel very strongly about and that we all need. So head to the link in the show notes below, save your seat. There is no capacity. There's no limit unless it kicks me out of the limit of Zoom that I'm currently on, which that would be massive for the first one. <laughs> that would be an interesting way to kick it off. Um, you know, if we hit that in the future, then I'll just upgrade my Zoom status. It's whatever. So please feel free to invite anyone. And once you confirm your registration, you'll get all the details on what you need and how to show up and really be immersed in the next new moon and my first co-create session. Happy Thursday, beautiful. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the No BS Human Design podcast. I've got such a treat for you today because this was a learning experience for me as well. So quick backstory. A couple months ago, someone reached out to me, this beautiful woman from the UK who said that she had all nine centers in her body graph defined. And at that moment in my <laughs> human design journey, I had never seen that. So there was a part of me that was like, does she really? And I went down the rabbit hole of trying to Google if this was a thing. And to be honest, I didn't find a whole lot of stuff on Google as well. And then I think it was the very next day. If it wasn't the very next day, it was the same week. I was speaking at a workshop that I was hired for at a company. And someone asked the question of, can you have all nine centers defined? And I was like, that is such a funny question because I was just approached by someone who said she had all nine centers defined. And I told her I would look into it. And I said, if I have her on the podcast, I'm sending it your way. So I'm sending her this episode today. And if you are new to human design, what that means is if you are defined in one of your centers, first of all, go grab your body graph, adrianakeefe.com slash get your chart. It's also linked in the description below. 
It defined means that you have a consistent access to the energy of that center. If you are open or undefined in a center, it is what a lot of mainstream human design calls more susceptible to conditioning. And I think that's horseshit. So what it really just means is that you're taking in energy from those around you and using their energy, kind of feeling out what it feels like to be them, and you can choose to keep that energy or leave it, but whatever. It's more fluid. It ebbs and flows, and you get to find what feels right for you, and it's definitely more fluid. So there's a common misconception that if you are defined in a specific center, you cannot be vulnerable to conditioning, that you cannot be wounded here, right? And I've known, I've seen from the own my own work that I do with people that that is not accurate. I've seen there's a lot of um, human design experts out there who have journal prompts because reflection and journaling is a big, big, big part of deconditioning and healing. So I've seen a lot of journal prompts that are based on if you're in an open center and then they're different if you're defined in that center. And to be honest, I have not seen a drastic difference. I have seen people who have defined hearts struggle in the same exact not self of people with an open or undefined heart. So when I give journal prompts, more often than not, they are geared toward both open or defined centers. There are some nuances to that. Um, So that's a little bit of a backstory about how I feel about defined versus undefined. I don't believe that it's some like you just can't be conditioned. That's that's poop. That's not right. I've seen it for myself. I've seen it in myself and in many other people. So when she first came into my world, when we were talking about getting on the podcast, I was like, I know I definitely want to talk about whether or not you feel like you have been conditioned or if you've been consistently yourself your entire life. So that is the main theme of this episode, really like debunking a lot of myths around that. But there's lots of other stuff that we cover that is just so juicy, so gold. And it's so fun to hear it from someone who has literally all all nine defined such big definition. And of course, we touch on my favorite, the factor of feeling like you're too much, because I have always felt that way. And I have six defined centers, and I tend to see that the more defined centers someone has, the more they've struggled with feeling like their energy was too big or too much or too intimidating because people just simply can't accept us as we are or are intimidated, you know? So it was a really fascinating conversation that helped me learn as well. I hope you enjoy it. It's so good. Definitely recommend getting a pen and paper and looking into your own chart for this so you can learn about yourself alongside this conversation. So a little bit about my guest today. Her name is Lauren Lee. She is a 6'2 emotional manifesting generator. She's a business manager. Well, she was a corporate European business manager turned international COO and OBM, which is online business manager, agency owner, and she partners with wildly ambitious entrepreneurs to achieve sustainable growth through high-level management, bespoke strategies, optimized operations, team leadership. And I love that she even uses human design in her work. So she is not new to human design. So this was an even fast, more fascinating conversation for me because she has a lot of knowledge around her own design. So she's completely lit up with all nine centers defined, and we're going to unpack what it looks like and feels like to move through life in that way. This is so juicy. So grab your pen and your paper, and let's dive in. Okay. Hi, Lauren. I am so excited to dive into your chart today because it's something that had been new to me when you first reached out. And so this is going to be a really juicy episode. I think a lot of really solid information from this. Thank you for being here. I'd love for you to take a minute and just let us know who you are. Who is Lauren? Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited for this conversation today. So I'm Lauren. I'm based in the UK. I'm a fractional COO. My chart is a 6-2 manifesting generator with all nine centers defined and emotional as well. Um, I have been in business for nearly four years with my own business, which is Lauren Lee OBM. And then earlier uh, last year, in January now, 2024, (laughs) Uh, we launched an agency with a small team of other online business managers. And 
we essentially help other wildly ambitious entrepreneurs scale and grow their business with ease and sustainability. And then my background is very much in business management. So very strangely, which I think this kind of links into my chart, which we might get into a little bit later, is that my background is in business management already. So I kind of grew up in this business management role in corporate um, and I was in there for 11 years and felt like it was a catalyst to obviously what I'm doing now. So yeah, really, really interesting uh, background. My title was a European business manager. So managing all the big relocation office projects and uh, yeah, building all the offices, managing all the people, dealing with all the processes. Um, and I loved it, but it got to a point where, yeah, I was ready to kind of go out and do this on my own when I found out that this role kind of existed online. So yeah, it's a little bit about me. I'm dying to know how, because most people, although it's changing these days, but most people who were raised or did a lot in the corporate atmosphere or very like business focused, don't tend to lean into things like human design and energetics. At least they didn't. They are more so now. So how did you get introduced to human design? Yeah, I think it was about six months into my business journey where somebody was looking for an online business manager and they asked me for my chart and I was like what is this <laughs> like <laughs> give me all your birth details give me the time of birth I'm like yep no problem take that do what you want to do with that um I'd always been quite into astrology but not as much as I am into it now but I knew kind of like the basics and everything but yeah when she replied about my chart she was like whoa that's quite <laughs> quite rare um, although I am meeting so many other new people now with, you know, um, fully defined charts. And it was from there, really, it just snowballed. I was just like, yeah, absolutely diving into this and just learning all the things. Yeah, you were the first time I had never even heard someone talk about a fully defined chart. And so that was really interesting for me. Um, and I agree with astrology. When I was younger, it like I would like to read horoscopes. There was a piece of me that was interested, but it never really stuck and it wasn't until now in my life when I'm just like give me all the things what are your sun moon and rising so sun virgo moon cancer and rising gemini oh so much virgo energy I attract oh, like oh, really? half of my family is virgo and like people who work with me are virgo so many virgos um Okay, that's so cool. So then at some point you were just like, all right, I'm guess I'm gonna check out this thing called human design and what the hell she's talking about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel like my journey was just like going through each of the centers to understand like how I experienced it. Like I think I've learned quite early on that it is an experiment rather than it being like, okay, you've got this center defined, you are this. No, rather than you know, this is actually how I experience it. And yeah, I think that's the way that I've kind of learned and still learning as well. It's never, never ending. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what was the first thing that jumped out at you when you saw, when you started, not just when you saw your chart, but when you started to learn about your chart, what resonated and or what didn't? Oh, good question. I think the first thing that I learned about was the, you know, the strategy and playing around with this responding piece. And because I'd I was very new to business at that time and I was taking a lot of, you know, discovery calls and having these conversations with people. And I think because my, I didn't realize this at the time, but on reflection now, because I am fully defined and that head and Ajna's quite, I feel that so strongly. It's like I'm 13 steps ahead of whatever anybody's telling me and I just can't help myself to be like oh this oh this, oh we can do that oh we can do that and I really had to learn to take a step back slow down and just wait to respond even though I might have the answer to it although I might already have a strategy mapped out in my mind I really that was the first thing that I really played with and that was like what I learned I was like oh yeah I don't quite like being like that jumping in all the time I should be letting people you know finish what they're talking about and then it was like okay let's learn about this responding and, and that's what I was playing with and then the next thing was like understanding what was like a full body yes like what is that yes what is a no a lot of people kind of relate that to like the sacral but I wasn't kind of getting I wasn't getting these subtle like yes or no's like my full body yes when I kind of pieced it together and was learning about these different centers it was like 
it was like my my solar plexus, my emotions getting ignited by having a conversation with somebody to then my spleen and sacral, just all kind of working together. And it's as if it just lit up to like, yes, this is the right person to kind of be working with. And I'd just get a full body yes. And I'd, I, <laughs> I would always come off of these calls and I would have this like little squeal that I couldn't even control. It would just like come out of my body. And that's what I say is like my spleen, sacral and uh, solar plexus kind of saying yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, your spleen is directly connected to your throat. Your solar plexus is directly connected to your throat. So that makes sense. And I really resonate with the learning not to jump in all the time. Like, I feel like one of the biggest things that I've had to work through as far as my own shadow in my life was feeling like I was too much. I was always told I was too much as a kid, too much energy to, you know, I was diagnosed with ADHD, blah, blah, blah. And I really had to work through that and seeing my chart it helped me understand that I just have, with all the definition that I have, a lot more consistent energy that makes me want to jump into things. And I see that time and time again, when I'm reading charts, the more defined centers they have, the more they resonate with that feeling of being too much. Does that hit with you, that too muchness? Yeah. And I think I've always lived with it, but accepted it, been like, yeah, right, I am. And then throughout my 20s anyway, and then when I've come into my 30s and, and learning all of this, you know, human design, I feel like I thought, oh, actually, I, I was a lot. And it was a lot for people to accept, like they've accepted me and they've, they have dealt with it. And like my husband still wants to be with me. And it's like, <laughs> I, I did actually catch myself the other day when I was having quite an in-depth conversation with a friend, a new friend as well. So we're getting to know each other, you know, we're going to the depths and you know, my voice notes might have been 23 minutes long. Hers might have only been 10. And I, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to make sure that I'm not putting too much on. And I'm like, I know it's a lot. If I'm a lot, just tell me a lot. And I was like, I'm kind of like justifying myself a little bit at the yeah. same time when I know that I'm not really behaving too much. I am who I am at the end of the day. I am going to send a 23-minute <laughs> voice note back if we're getting to know each other and we're in the depths of like understanding and learning about each other. I love I love that because that is one of the biggest things that I really strive for, especially with women. And, you know, they used to say it takes a village and they would actually have a village to like raise kids or do whatever. And we don't have that anymore. And that sisterhood just kind of crumbled. And there was very much like a mean girl society and judgy and whatever. And so like being able to start to understand who you authentically are and accepting yourself for that. And then being that authentic version of yourself around other people is like that next step. It's really hard to do. It can feel like, oh, my God, I'm going to push them away or they're they're just going to think I'm like too annoying. But just like you're saying, like if if she she's going to like me or she's going to hate me. And honestly, I'd rather be myself around people than not. And it's a big thing to work through for most women. But really, when you can fully embody who you are and just trust that, like, people are going to love you and just be cool with that that's like such a game changer yeah I agree and I don't know if I kind of like look out for it I I, as you've probably got I've got a million charts just stored on my phone of like everybody's chart I I, I do I ask that question even in somebody's um pre-questionnaire before we even get on a call like what is your you know what if you want to share with me I want to run your human design chart because I think it just helps from a business perspective I love that it helps us communicate with each other and understand who's on that emotional wave and what type they are and all that kind of stuff but like this person that I'm referring to she's also emotional as well so she's on that emotional wavelength but I don't want to pigeonhole anybody to be like oh I can only communicate and you know get deep with those that are on that emotional way because they're going to understand me yeah they are probably going to understand me but there's also I know that there are people that aren't on that that can still understand it and it you know it could be for any other reason they could have a cancer moon and <laughs> it could be a cancer so, you know, exactly. you know it could be anything but I do yeah. feel like I do look out for it a little bit and be like okay they've got that emotional authority I think we're probably going to be able to connect a bit easier maybe yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. so what did you so you're starting to learn 
what definition means in your human design chart. And when you would like, I don't know what you did, if Googling or finding certain mentors, was there a lot of stuff saying that like you would not be vulnerable to conditioning? Like how did that information land with you? Did it make you feel like you were supposed to never ever ebb and flow? Mm, yeah, definitely. When I, yeah, when I found out about the definition of centers, I was like, yeah, but I have been conditioned and... And I had a lot of letting go of that, especially going through corporate. And then we, I actually was, I had a good opportunity where I was able to leave that job and we went traveling for 16 months. And I felt like that 16 months was a massive deconditioning piece for me. And not just from like corporate and society and all that kind of stuff, but even from the way how I was behaving in my 20s. Like there was a point even when I didn't even like myself, I was like, wow my emotions were so big in my 20s that I was like oh my god this is just not acceptable and again I just couldn't believe that my husband was like still wanted to be with me I was like you have dealt with so much I Um, think the same thing about my husband because when we (laughs) met I didn't know I didn't know shit about human design I was just a a human with emotions man yeah Yeah. (laughs) but that permission that it gave me as well when I understood and I didn't even discover human design whilst we were traveling for those 16 months god I wish I had but you know just part of the journey I wasn't meant to then I had to go through that really on my you know by myself um so much deconditioning and I'm definitely not done I don't think we are ever going to be done with it even though I am so fully defined but when I learned about that that I wasn't meant to wasn't meant to be conditioned and it was like well that's not that's not true like I am and there's still certain things that I'm like oh I'm conditioned by that I think the main thing for me is probably social media like I'll find myself conditioned by social media and that's not even been around that long so that's in <laughs> the conditioning that's like latched onto me somehow so yeah it's definitely I feel like I'm more aware of it if any if anything else I think that's probably one thing that my chart really does bring to me in a positive way is so much awareness sometimes too much <laughs> I'm like too aware of of what's happening here yeah we overanalyze now yeah absolutely and but in some in some respect it's good because I can catch what's happening it's like okay there's something happening here in um social media if I'm like feeling like I'm comparing myself or something like that you know I'm like okay we need to put some sort of boundary around this place what's the strategy with social media to protect myself from feeling like that so well, I'm just going to drop this here. Your social media and your website are vibey as fuck. It's like, wow. <laughs> it looks and feels so good. So you, whatever you're doing, you're doing something right. At least to me. I don't know if I'm your ideal client, but it's vibey. Um, <laughs> I'm now I'm curious, when I, first, when I first started learning about my own design and then teaching other people or reading charts, like when I first started, there's a lot of like journal prompts for the not self of say an undefined heart center. And what I learned over time was those journal prompts, whatever reflection questions, whatever you want to call them actually seemed very applicable to people with a defined, whatever center it was. So maybe defined heart center. And that's what first made me question I feel like the defined centers are as vulnerable to conditioning. I feel like there is a big misconception here. And so a lot of the reflection questions that I give go for a defined or undefined center. So if we're talking about the heart center, which mine's completely open, I really struggle with self-worth. I always had. It's something that I, you know, I would overcompensate, especially as a business owner. I would just like spill out way too much. I would burn myself out trying to prove my value and my worth. And that has been a big journey of mine. But I've also seen people with defined heart centers struggle through that. So what are are your thoughts? What are your opinions on like the not self of something like the heart center? Hmm, That's a really good question because I've absolutely suffered with self-worth and Sometimes I still reflect on where and where that might have happened. Was there something in school? Like I've I've tried going back to even like childhood, like what's happened in in, in a child healing that I need to do. And every time I've gone digging, I've not really found anything. And I've had astrologers that have said, even from your birth chart, stop it, Lauren. There's nothing really there. Like you just need to stop. And I'm trying to look <laughs> for these reasons. I don't know what center that is, but yeah, you know, something's helped. You know, wanting to be that detective to find out what it is. 
Um, I do think there was a lot in corporate. I think there was a lot of self-worth in corporate, but yeah, I feel like it's not as strong now. I feel like the willpower from that center kind of overrides that self-worth sometimes. I don't know. I feel like I have done quite a lot of work around it, but I've absolutely suffered with it. And there's a part of me, I'm just having a quick look at my chart. I was just seeing if it was connected to my throat because I've, it's my throat that I've suffered with as well. And that like being able to have that confidence and speaking out like in corporate, I didn't have that confidence, even though I was in this, you know, this high, high performance performing role that I had to do and really work with all the executives and like travel across to all these different countries. It was such a, it was such a huge role. I think to a point where did I deserve it? And there was a self-worth piece in that, like was, is this what I'm really meant to be doing? Like, what are they seeing in me that I can't see in me? And it just, I don't feel like I was fully supported in that role to be confident. I was still doing it, like something, and that's why I feel like that willpower just overrode the the self-worth because something in there, I like to see that my courage comes from that centre and that's what like overrides that self-worth because something's continued pulling me through it and I've done it, like I've executed that role as best I could, amazingly, like, I'm really proud of myself for, for doing it, but I do know at the time that I was I did struggle with it but something, some sort of courage came from somewhere. And I, th I think it's that center. I think it is that center. That makes a lot of sense to me because with me, with having an undefined heart center, I don't have willpower for like anything. Like you put peanut butter cups in this house and I will eat them. Um, the only times I do, like this is why the gym that I sign up for it's classes. It's only structured classes because I feed off of the other people's energy and I then have the willpower to push through. But on my own, I am not someone who can power through on willpower. So it's it's interesting to see how you just piece those together. It makes so much sense to me. Um, but just point proven that like if you have a defined heart center, it doesn't mean you're never going to struggle with self-worth. Because I feel like when people are putting that information out there, then someone with a defined heart center who maybe is struggling with self-worth is going to then judge themselves and feel badly that like something's wrong with them because they should not be struggling with self-worth. And it just creates this whole messy pattern. And I'm noticing this is probably just to answer your question about where you're, you're searching for like, what is this memory or what's causing this? You have a line one in your Pluto, which is all about transformation. So you're naturally going to be investigating anything that can help you transform. So that's probably a little bit of what that is for sure. And Pluto actually sits at home in Scorpio in my chart. And that's mm -hmm. something that I've been exploring recently, especially with this um, Pluto moving into Aquarius on, you know, this, this weekend. So I'm really excited about that. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was this weekend. I, I feel like I've been waiting all year for it. Like we <laughs> <laughs> we actually had a taste of it it dipped into Aquarius somewhere around Q1 because that's when we were we were also traveling through Central America last year for four months and that's when I launched the agency and Pluto was in Aquarius and I was like oh this is a great taste like your jam yeah. and then it dipped back into Capricorn back into the structures and restrictions and routines and stuff so yeah I'm really excited for that to move move through but that's also yeah really interesting to know about that one yeah so do you know how long it's going to be in Aquarius I feel like people are going to be asking that when they go to listen to this are you ready 20 years okay <laughs> <laughs> okay cool the huge Ooh, really doing the age of Aquarius yeah. Okay. All right. So when you guys are listening to this, it will be Pluto in Aquarius, which is going to be really fun to navigate. Um, and I love that it's in your Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio moon, which is really, I recognized, you know, after getting into coaching that, oh, that's a big part of like why I do what I do. I'm like, I can't meet a person without being like, tell me your deepest, darkest problems from childhood. Like I need to know, and we need to go there. I can't help that. Um, okay. As far as, so with all of this definition, and you have a lot of definition going to the throat too, mm. is that, do you feel like the emotional piece, does it exhaust you? That's a really good question. I want to say yes, because sometimes I'm like, oh, 
when is it just going to be like level? <laughs> when is it just can I just have a playing field, running field for for a little bit, please? Um, but I do feel like I've been able to manage it since moving into my thirties. I've learned and like with human design, with astrology, and just I think entrepreneurship in general. There's so many different tools that we can use to help manage our emotions, and I think this just comes back to really really understanding and learning you know learning about yourself like I know for me I'm really really visual and my environment just my environment just dictates everything everything for me so I've really got to kind of catch myself and take myself outside or I've just got to get outside I've just I'm obsessed with nature my um I've got mountains in my uh chart so like doesn't necessarily even have to be a mountain, but just being able to get high up and have that perspective, it just instantly clears my mind. Um, me and my husband, we ride out on a motorbike. So I'm like, take me out on the motorbike. I don't care where we go, but just I'm high up on that sea and I'm just, you know, I'm just in nature. So I feel like I've got a toolkit and a toolbox of like all the things that I use to help kind of manage it and just bal- just balance and making sure that I'm getting that rest because because I, I am fully defined, this is one of the early things that I did learn is I can keep going. I can go and go and go. And that's all I did in my 20s. I was just running around like a headless chicken. I was the one that was organizing everything. I was booking everything. We were traveling as much as possible outside of our, of our corporate jobs. And yeah, I'm, I must have even been exhausted then. But now, you know, it just, I know when I'm, reaching burnout you know I'm making sure that I'm not getting past it and I see so many other people with who might be manifesting generators or might have so many defined centers where they can keep going keep going and they might not recognize when they get into burnout for me I've identified that it's like the silly little things like I will like I left the oven on the other night like stupid stupid things that I just like drop things or I forget things, just really, really silly things, which aren't that drastic, although leaving the oven on was not a great, you know, not a good one. But um, that's when I know I need to stop and I need to slow down and I need a rest day. So it's just, it is that balance for me. I mean, leaving that oven on right now when you have no heat is probably actually really good. <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, you, you know, one thing when we were talking about your mountains environment, it clicked on for me that that's probably why you're such a good COO, that higher perspective. Do you know what I'm talking about? Has that, is, have you ever like put that together with like your defined head and Ajna and your mountains perspective? Like that's probably why you're so good at, why, why you do what you do, right? Because you get to see from that high level and then let things trickle down. Yeah, absolutely. That head and Ajna, 1000%. Like somebody can come to me and just say, oh, I want to do this and I might want to do that, you know, friend, business, whatever it is. And it's like, right, okay, this is how we need to do it. It's like, it's already done. doesn't even need to be written down. I've just, it just comes through so clearly. I actually went through a process actually of looking through all of my centers to see how it does benefit people in business. And like, I've got that gate 11, the idea, the ideas channel. And oh my God, like I get so many ideas, especially when I'm in a strategy session with somebody and I'm like, okay, this is for you. This is for you. This is for you. This is for you. Um, They just come kind of flooding through. But yeah, being able to take what's what somebody's looking to achieve and then put it into a strategy or a roadmap or like how we're going to do it. Like that is just the easiest thing that I could ever do. And I absolutely love it. Like having that like 90 minute strategy session with somebody and mapping something out and giving them something that's really, you know, tangible and actionable to be able to go away and like implement that. Yeah. I love that. So it sounds like that's where your line to gifted childness comes in, putting all those puzzle pieces together. And it's just like fucking natural for you. You're like, I could do this in my sleep. (laughs) That's really interesting actually, because that, Bloody line two has tripped me up all my entire life. And I actually worked with a coach who I was like, I need you to help me see myself. Like, I can't see myself and I need you to reflect back at me. And like, 
what is really easy and what it what it is that I can do because I can do I can do a lot of things but it's like okay now we're then looking at the sacral like what is it actually that lights me up and I, that was something that I did uncover last year even though I've been doing strategy sessions for god knows how long I was like oh actually I do <laughs> I really, really love doing these mm-hmm. so yeah that line too though it's tripped me up because it's like it's like, well, I can do it. So can you? Like, I always think that everybody else can do it. And why would anybody yeah. want to like me need me to do it? So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love the way you put that. That you were just looking for a coach to like reflect back who you are. I mean, that's why we need coaches and guides, and we don't see our blind spots. This mm-hmm. last year in 2023 was like my most epic year because I literally invested in a 12 month long experience with a coach, and it was the best confidence builder and reflecting back who I really am. I've never found myself as deeply and I've been through a lot of therapy than I had in that year. I love that. Um, And that second line, you mean exactly what you just mentioned with you need to get outside, you need to get alone, you need to get in nature. There's like that hermetic side of it. But really with the line two, it really like the essence that I always get from line twos is there's always something that they're just so natural at. And especially with all your consistent energy like that, my God, seeing you at work would be so fascinating for me. (laughs) That's a lot. (laughs) That's awesome. And then you also touched on signs of burnout, which has been a big, big topic for me because last year I was diagnosed by a health practitioner with functional burnout after we checked a lot of my labs and hormones. And I was like, how the hell did I get here? I literally teach energetics. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really dug into like generator energy and what it really actually means and the signs of burnout and signs of burnout for you and I are very different than signs of burnout for someone who does not have a defined sacral. So for me, it was like, I just kind of started to lose interest in my usual thing. It was kind of a depression, but I wouldn't, it wasn't definitely not a deep depression. I'd get more irritable with my husband. I was like emotionally unavailable. He'd be like, hey, can we talk about this? And I'd be like, I'm just, I just don't even like, I don't have the energy. And the way that you're talking about it, that resonated with me too. The stupid little things, like my memory got worse. Um, I, I don't remember if I would drop things a lot, but that's something I'm going to pay attention to. It's just so interesting to point out that even you with all consistent mo- definition and motors can still burn out. It's still a thing. I think we also normalize so many different things. So like I actually worked with a health practitioner last year as well. Martha, I was working for my skin condition, really. I'd, I've been through a couple of rounds of isotretinoin, which is just horrific horrific medicine and when I went through it when I was 30 it's very different going through it when I was 35 um my body had changed and reacted to it completely different to what it did in the past so I ended up taking an approach where I, w- I was like right okay I need to look at this holistically rather than trying to like use medication or anything like that because I were you know they don't look at like diet or anything like that or test you know do all the tests that you really want to you know to dig into it so that was like my last resort and it was interesting because we'd worked together for four weeks. She'd got everything like what I'd been eating, diet, exercise. And I was so clean. Like I was eating so well. I was meal prepping. I was at the gym two or three times a week. I was doing weightlifting. I was doing cardio, you know, all these different things. And then when the results come back, she was like, if if I had not known you and we'd just done the tests, I'd have said you'd got chronic stress. And I was like, wow, I don't feel stressed. But it's like, what what am I normalizing? What is it that I'm normalizing? Um, And from there, what I have changed is I've switched out caffeine to decaf. And that has just made the biggest difference. Because what I realized is that I was coming to work and I was uh, sat down with my work and I was like, I'd been to the gym for an hour. I'd done, you know, a body pump class for an hour. And then I come home, I was fasting and I'd had a double shot of black coffee. And then I didn't eat until like one o'clock. And I was constantly raising that cortisol level mm-hmm. and that was affecting then my skin and all these different things and it and I was I remember I would, I would approach my work sat down and be like right okay what am I gonna do what am I gonna do what am I gonna do and now I'm on like decaf I'm like so chilled and <laughs> I'm like wow <laughs> this is I was normalizing that I was normalizing that 
oh yeah that's normal that's what I do yeah I come down I rush around I'm like this like you know 24 7 um <clears throat> so yeah it's interesting what we like we think we're okay and we're doing all these different things but until we actually dive into it it's like oh okay yeah I do need to take a step back and I might have normalized this a little bit so, such a good point especially mm -hmm. with so many things out there saying like intermittent fasting or fasting is good for you. I mean, totally depends on your body. For me, I literally had like no cortisol. I'm actually drinking my adrenal cocktail right now because I had no cortisol, but it's just, yeah, doesn't mean it's normal or right for you just because it's supposed to be normal. Um, one of the last questions I had, we touched on this a little bit as like the nitty gritty as far as like how I see your design playing out in what you do. But I'd love to know how, when you learned about human design, how you started actually using it for your business, because it sounds like you had, like you took advantage of what you learned and you put it into your business. What did that look like? Mm. I mean, I feel like I use it as a tool anyway in my business. I love, I love that I can have that like the strategy side of things, but then the spirituality side of things. So I get to support my clients. I feel like it's more of a holistic approach and reflecting back at them being like, okay, well, you know, don't stress yourself out with, you know, expecting to have so much productivity because you've not got a defined route or, you know, depending if they're on that emotional wavelength, it's like, well, if we're making decisions so like actually I'm working with a manifester at the, at the minute and she's um emotional authority and she loves to make big moves fast moves initiating all over the place but changing her mind really really quickly and I actually ended up banning her and said right okay we need to have 24 hours at least to make some sort of decision in this <laughs> you know because we would you know, make a decision one day, I would act on it. And I act really, really fast as well. So again, that's something that I've had to learn is that I need to slow down. But because I want to take action for my clients, it's like, okay, we've made a decision, we've talked about it, we both agree with it, we'll take the action. The next day we wake up and go, oh, actually, I've changed my mind. <laughs> I don't want to do that anymore. And All the like, time. Okay. Yeah, let's put, let's, you know, we've both got this emotional wave. Let's just have a day or two or even a week if we need to. Like, if it's not urgent, then let's just, like, lean into that emotional wave and just have a have a sleep on it. <laughs> so there's, like, little intricacies that I can bring in that I can reflect back and be like, okay, I know that you're a manifestor. I know that you're a projector. And, you know, how about trying this or testing this out? Um, and also just seeing what resonates with them. But I think the biggest piece is that communication piece, like knowing how to communicate with people. So like, for example, with my manifesto client, I know that she loves to inform, but she likes to be informed. So I want to continuously make sure that she's being informed about the progress and what's happening and what we're all doing. But also yeah. reflecting, mm -hmm. yeah, reflecting back at her that you need to make sure that you're informing. This is actually something I'm working with. My husband is a manifest. I'm like, you know, you need to inform me. It's like, right, I'm going out. I'll be back later. Sat there at nine o'clock at night. We've not had any food. He's not told me if he's coming home. He's not told me if he's had any tea. I'm like, you've not drives me nuts yeah um yeah what other ways yeah just I just love being able to kind of bring it in really for them personally but even for the teams as well I just think it just helps so much being able to like you know look at okay we've got a virtual assistant who's a generator and looking at what their full day looks like and yeah just making sure that we're giving them all the things that lights them up and we're not just like okay just do this process or you know do this spreadsheet if they don't like spreadsheet or can you design some graphics when it's not they just don't like doing graphics so being able to just ask those questions of like do you actually enjoy doing this or like what is it that you love to do so yeah there's just so many different ways to yeah bring that bring that into business yeah, a lot of my business zoning clients have started doing the same thing with like intake forms. They'll ask for their human design chart. And um, when I first started working with business owners, I never even thought about that trickle down effect. And it's really been cool to see. They're like, oh my gosh, now I know this client is a generator and I know exactly what she wants or needs. Um, have you ever used the the energetics of your design in marketing your business or or changing your marketing strategies or anything you were doing? Yes, I've tried looking at it from, I think 
it's just given me more permission to probably just talk about the things that I want to talk about. So like, I feel like I know what I'm really passionate about. I'm really passionate about these partnerships that we have with our clients. And it's not just like a one-time thing where we come in for a month or two months. Like it's a, you know, it's a long-term partnership. I'm not saying like a year, although our clients do come in and they don't, they don't really leave. That's why I needed to launch an agency so that we can, you know, so support and impact more people in that way. And I'm just so passionate about that partnership of having that CEO and a COO or OBM and working together on that business to drive it forward. Cause usually you have got a visionary, but then you need somebody who's got the strategy and, you know, has the operations and can organize and project manage and people manage everybody as well. So for me, there's an emotional connection there and building that relationship. So that's what I wanted to talk about. And that's what I do talk about on socials. Um, that's where I want to touch on because I think that that's important. I think that's going to attract the right clients. Like Our clients aren't interested in like how to build a Dubsado workflow. Like they, They're not going to be doing that. So <laughs> why do you want to teach them that? So I try really hard to try and help people understand about this partnership and how it really benefits both of them as well as the business. And not even just in a business setting, like on a personal level, like I've had clients that are like, oh my God, I've like rekindled my relationship with my partner. I've got more time for my children. I've even had somebody, I've got a better relationship with my dad. Like there's so many other ways that these, that this role can support, you know, support and I think that's what gave me the biggest permission is to be like, you're so emotional. You've got high emotional intelligence, awareness. This is what somebody actually reflected back to me when I had a reading. It's like, why are you not talking about that? I'm like, well, yeah, that's why I want to talk about. And that's what I find really easy to talk about. So that's what we're going to talk about. (laughs) It's funny. It's like you were made or designed for exactly what you're here to do. I mean, we, we don't recognize or we aren't taught that the things that make us really excited are there they're like planted in our brain and in our body on purpose we're not supposed to be excited about things that don't matter ever and that we're supposed to shut back down like no we're always supposed to be excited about certain things because we're here to do those certain things and the more that we can lean into that it just gets easier and you're just like oh this feels like me now I'm not trying to be anyone else and look clients are coming in it's just such a magical permission slip I think yeah it's that it's that's where I see my conditioning like when I remind myself of that and I'm like okay this is exciting I love doing this and I've got the energy for it and I want to do it and I want to execute it but then there's all these other things that oh it can't be that easy and it shouldn't be that easy and then that I feel like that's the conditioning that I've I've ended up having and it's like it's it's meant to be hard like business is meant to be harder than this and that's something that I've had to really work on it's like no Lauren you you can take this time off or you know you don't have to sit here nine to five you can actually you know you can create your own schedule and not feel guilty for it and I think I did feel guilty for a while and like even though I still like right no just keep going just you know keep on this walk at 11 o'clock in the morning and don't think about it and that was that deconditioning piece that I had mm-hmm. to kind of override. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this has been so great. Is there anything else that is on your heart that you feel like you need to share? I think I wanted to ask you a question actually about your, oh, yeah. yeah, your line two, because your line two is in your conscious side, isn't it? I'm a four, six. Oh, yeah. why did you were a two, four for a second. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm sure actually, I don't think I have any twos in my chart. Really? I really, I'm, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm like, what's it like? Like, what's it like to have a (laughs) (laughs) Well, so it's interesting because I've actually been thinking about your line six this whole time. Oh, I, I, I have a little, I have one line two in one of my Mars. Um, Because line, as a line six, I mean, mine's, subconscious unconscious and yours is conscious there's been a lot of struggle with that like just accepting that like you know a lot of people had told me you're not gonna really hit your your golden years in anything until you're like age 50 and on and there's a big big thing with line six people thinking that they're never gonna make solid money until that third phase too 
So now that we're talking about that, like, what are your thoughts? Have you ever come into that same information? Have you ever had trouble with your line six and embracing it? I actually love my line six. It's probably because it is in my my conscious side. Like I love it. And I, I feel that like wisdom already inside me and like that, you know, the old sage in me. Um, <laughs> like I, feel, I feel that. And the, I don't know whether this is because I am fully defined and because I do move fast and that, and I've got all that energy. But knowing that, like, I shouldn't say knowing because are we going to say that that's not true then? That when, you know, when we get into that third part of his life, what is it, 55, we come down off the roof. <laughs> and that's when, you know, we, we go into like, oh, I know what I'm meant to do now. Like, okay, let's go. And I, I have heard that. And a part of me is like, oh, I've got to wait another yeah. two years before I even actually know what I'm meant to do. But I've had that, I've had a conversation this week about enjoying that journey at the same time. I'm like, I just want my thing now. Like, I know that what I'm doing now is a catalyst to, to probably the next thing. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to have that one thing. I think as manifesting generators, we're never going to have that one thing. So I need to let that go. Bit of conditioning that I probably picked up from human design there. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like it's it's interesting. I don't know if you watched the JLo documentary on Netflix. I just saw that pop up on my Alexa downstairs. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, and I think I watched it last year, and when it came out, I think somebody online had talked about JLo's profile. She's a six line, and they were saying that you know, and in in the documentary, she's like, I think she's just turned what fifty fifty five, and she's like, now I'm just getting started, and it's oh. like, oh my god, I'm gonna wait until that. <laughs> Do you know, it's her six line in her personality or design. Do you know? Yeah, it's conscious. It is. It's six two, yeah. So I'm like, oh, oh no. But I also watched, um, I'll tell you who else is fully defined. And this is really, really interesting to watch on Netflix. Pink. Oh, really? I could see that. Uh, yeah, really. I'm actually gonna watch that again because it's so fascinating watching that she is a I think she's six two as well. Really? She is she like she's just been in a individuality and power for like forever even though she was quite rebellious but mm-hmm. yeah really interested to watch Ooh, I'm gonna watch both of those now because there's definitely a lot of crap out there saying not only are line sixes not gonna find you know quote their thing until they're like a senior but also that they're just not gonna be as successful and you know and whatever they're doing until that third phase of life and that's been on my mind a lot over the past six months And so when I saw your line six, I was like, ooh, I was going to ask you after we were done recording, like how you resonated with, quote, success and your line six, because I have literally almost every week been thinking about ways that I'm going to like publicly break through that normalization of line sixes, not having success until a certain age, because that's just it's literally telling us that don't even try that hard because you're not going to find that success until you're 50 or 55. (laughs) Yeah. I think I've just, but even if that is true, right, let's say it is true. I feel like I've come to peace with it, whether it is or it isn't true. I'm just quite open to being like, well, this is the journey and whatever I'm doing now is going to support that success whether that's now whether it's next year whether it's in 10 years or whether it's in 20 years or whether it's never like I don't know I feel like I'm just at peace with it now but I have been on that same journey I'm like come on I've got to wait this long to like find my thing but then I remind myself well we're manifesting generators like we can have multiple things and Mm -hmm. I could have this as well as I don't know I've got this like vision of also running retreats eventually you know when I get my you know the big home that I really want in the countryside but that's so far that's over there so I don't know there's just there's that journey piece I think and coming to peace with that that journey piece and just enjoy yeah. No, it's so cliche like enjoying the journey but <laughs> <laughs> but really yeah so it's like it's it is true like just enjoy where we are now and yeah, yeah. not compare ourselves mm, I love that and it's so nice to hear that they're both line sixes as well and Demi Lovato I love Demi Lovato she's a four six Manny Gen too so I'm like oh she's doing it I can do it (laughs) Uh, thank you so much for being here where can people connect with you usually on Instagram I have launched on LinkedIn but Instagram is my yeah I love to play there it's like fun place to be um 
And then, yeah, website, Lauren Lee, uk. Oh, no, dot com. <laughs> Take away the UK. <laughs> Take away the UK. I think I've got it as well. But, yeah, dot com mainly. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. I've loved, uh, I've loved our conversation. Thanks so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Any links will be linked in the show notes below. And if you loved what you heard today, please be sure to click subscribe and share your thoughts with me by dropping a review so I can keep the good stuff coming. And if you'd like to learn more about me and how I can help you, head over to adrianakeith.com. You can download your human design chart and get other free resources. And for extra inspiration, don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at Audrey Keefe, A-D-R-I Keefe. I'd love to hear from you. Till next time, my friend, stay awesome, beautiful soul.